in three two one what's going on folks welcome to 34 questions i'm your host 34 and tonight i have a returning guest mr devin ream is back in the building for the third time how are you doing tonight man? doing all right how about yourself 34 i'm doing okay man oh man yeah, yeah I'm, I'm trying to i just got off work so you catching me yeah. like right when i'm trying to like set things up um i try to give myself like 10 minutes is my right. i guess my yeah. my um my sweet spot where i can get everything <laughs> lo- loaded and everything but you know sometimes yeah. it takes a little bit longer um, there's no feeling like feeling like you're slightly rushed you know <laughs> and your computer knows it it's like you click on something and you're like why is that not going as fast as it usually does why is it doing this and then like you're like oh yeah i'll just load this thing up and it's not doing it and you're like oh you know i'm in a hurry someone's watching you know yeah. there's like a time crunch <laughs> there's something that this computer is like yeah no i'm not gonna do this immediately i have to i have to wait a little bit you know is that yeah. is that murphy's law is that the uh yeah yeah i think to? it's cl- yeah at least yeah if it's uh what was it if, if things can go wrong they will uh that's yeah that's kind of the way i've looked at things uh but yeah no it's one of those things like yeah i mean lately with all the stuff that's been going down i mean it working at all is like wow that's great no <laughs> like, doubt yeah man uh, we, we just keep our fingers crossed and hope everything goes right? smoothly um yeah but now i hear you uh, I don't know if how's the weather up there for you. I know it's a very oh, basic man. question, but <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, it's been crazy. I so uh, around Christmas, the week of like that weekend of Christmas, um, I'm in the Salem, Oregon area, and it's it was an ice skating rink. It was insane. We had mm. like two to three inches of just straight ice. Uh, which I haven't seen that since my Midwest days when I was in Missouri and I was just like, man, this is crazy. And we had to go down to see my wife's family. And it was kind of odd because they have a thing in Oregon. It's called trip check. I think in California, they've got something similar Mm -hmm. and you can see cameras on I five and like all the highways and in the cities and different stuff. And we're looking in like Portland and Salem and all these areas. And it's like, yeah, it's the ice apocalypse, man. It's it's ice skating rink. Nobody's doing anything. You see cars spinning. It's like, oh no. And then literally like the highway, like I-5, clear, just completely <laughs> clear. And so it was one of those things, like I told my wife, I was like, yeah, just, I think if we get out of the city and we get to an exit, I think we're fine after that you know Mm. and so you take it super slow and it was like kind of going and then we get to the highway and it was it was pretty dang clear i will say you got to dodge like people who put chains on and they keep coming off uh or like random car parts that were like out there that was the only thing you had to like kind of watch out and dodge for go a little bit slower you know but uh but otherwise since that weekend uh it's really just been kind of like cloudy rainy if you got that what is it sad seasonal affective disorder or what have you you're probably like i am sad yeah way <laughs> to go clouds why'd you show up every day this week like what's going on yeah are you uh are you do you believe in the sad um i th- at least i think some people it affects them more than others i think mm-hmm. it depends on like 
where you grew up and if it's in a stark contrast to what you're in currently, right? Like I can't imagine growing up in like Puerto Rico or Hawaii, somewhere tropical where it's not always sunny, but the sun is kind of like your ticket to everything, right? You want to surf, it better be sunny because if it's cloudy, hazy, whatever, it's just, it's kind of weird. And so like, I can only imagine what that's like. Uh, For me personally, uh, growing up in the Midwest, we had all four seasons, right? So you got the leaves and the brown and the yellows and whatever in fall, had a winter that usually was not great. Uh, Summers were super hot and humid. And so I think really what gets you is if it's like prolonged, right? Like one cloudy day ain't going to bring you down, but like three weeks every day it's cloudy. (laughs) Like you look over to the like window and you're like, I don't see a sunrise. Like what, what happened? Like what is going on? And then it's like, by the time you do get to see it, it's, you know, you're like, I'm already working. What was the point? Like, I can't even see the sunrise now. And then the, what is it? The sun goes down quicker. So it's like four or four 30 and the sun's down. Like what is going on? For sure. And so, yeah, I think that affects, you know, some folks pretty heavily. I think for me, it's the prolonged part of it. If, if it's too many days in a row, I know mentally, I may not think it's affecting me, but I, I, I think it does. No, no, I, I hear think you, it man. Yeah. Uh, it's hard for me to tell. I grew up in the area I'm at right now. It's always yeah. been kind of cloudy, and um, that, that's how it's always just been. But I yeah. will say I never really did like winters, uh, and for various reasons. I, I do hate the shorter days, and it's always yeah. dark out by the time I'm headed home. So yep. I don't. I really can't tell. I remember when I moved to SoCal for college. Um, my mood definitely changed <laughs> uh, a little bit more, yeah. especially in the fall. Uh, the October, November, December months for sure. Uh, but yeah. it's always a rough patch for me, man. I don't, I don't know what it is. A little bit could be like expectations of the holidays because right. you're supposed to have a good time in the holidays, but totally. it doesn't always happen that way. Um, well, they're like for me mentally, it's like whether I was a kid or even now, there's like this mentality of like, this is when I'm going to get a bunch of time off. So that should be great. And then, like you said, the time goes by way too quick. You had certain expectations or things that you wanted to get done and you either got it halfway done or you didn't get it all the way done. And so you're like, what was I doing? I had like two weeks. I thought like, what happened? You know? And yeah, it's, uh, it is, it gets kind of rough. And then when you don't feel like you, took advantage of the full time yeah you're kind of like man like that's life now (laughs) no i know yeah it's a it's hard because i know just coming off of just the christmas weekend i think i only took like one day and then we had an extra day for the holiday and i thought oh yeah two extra days off like that's kind of what I need right now. Like, I think this is going to be a good thing. And then I do, you know, ice apocalypse happens and then you travel, you go through the holiday, which although is fun and good and, you know, get to visit family and everything's all great. Uh, there's still a lot of driving. There's still a lot of like, you don't know what you're going to do next. Uh, I'm not at my usual home. Now I'm worried about my cats. Like what's mm. going on. And then, you know, you finally make it back and you're like, I gotta go to work tomorrow. 
like this sucks like how did this happen and so it's more of like you're like man i gotta go back to work it's not that you didn't want to go but yeah the switch the like, switch is so fast it's like it is. Oh, yeah, tomorrow yeah. you've been enjoying your time <laughs> yeah, exactly. to tomorrow nope will not happen <laughs> yeah and that's the thing is like i i'm trying to remember which side of my family it is but like basically i had a uh, one of my grandmas they they had this thing where when before it was the sunday and she always called it her sunday headache and she said she always got a headache on sunday because she was thinking about work the next day Mm. and it, it would just go and go and so at that time i should have been like yeah watch out for mental illness but at the second thing i was kind of like i don't i mean i go to school it's not that bad now that i have a job i'm like yeah i could see you get a headache pretty <laughs> quick like I, I think that could happen so yeah but no it's like it, it's one of those things man the sunday scaries i think that's what i've heard before as well sunday scaries yeah. i call them the sunday blues sometimes you know mm-hmm. it's just uh i i don't know about you but growing up during any vacation summer break winter break maybe not so much spring break because it's not as long but um that day before the first day of school or returning from a vacation super anxious man i would be like uh you know just awake and i was talking to one of my students today about this too because he told me he had done that last night before today was the first day back um and i was like oh yeah man i used to get anxious and he's like no i'm not i don't get anxious i'm excited to be back i'm like okay that's different (laughs) yeah Um, yeah yeah but for me man i had this thing of like i forgot everything i learned and i'm not gonna be back to where i was and the way i calmed myself down was pretty much telling myself like everyone's in the same boat that's why they teach you during class so you you can do the work afterwards yeah that would calm me down Um, yeah yeah and that's the thing for me it was like beginning of the school year that night like you said at the time i didn't know it was anxiety i think when i was a kid i was completely just bonkers and i thought oh i'm just in my head like what is going on but i think it was 50 percent anxious and that 50 percent, like you said it, it was about school it was like i don't want to be an idiot i really want to like nail down everything that i've got and then there was another 50 percent that i was like the kid i was like oh i'm gonna see my friends i'm gonna like be able to figure out what classes i got with who and i'm gonna be able to like see new teachers like maybe i'll have a couple cool ones and i was hoping for that uh if you got bad ones you basically tried to forget it as fast as you could you're like oh no like i'm not gonna remember this at all (laughs) and then it was like january right so you're like kind of midway through the school year that one was always just anxiety because i thought okay i'm gonna come back and they're gonna do the little like introductions of stuff Mm -hmm. but overall like it's gonna be like three days where they're gonna take it easy on you and then they're just going to just make a gauntlet of stuff that you have no idea and so i always felt like i was doing double the like catch-up work like if i was a runner i'd be running twice as fast as what i should be because basically these teachers are like well this is my job and i get to see you for one year and so i'm gonna do whatever i want and they just like rattle off all this information that of course they know um and i'm just sitting there as a kid like dude it's been two days like three days ago 
I was shoveling back Reese's Christmas trees and playing, you know, Jet Moto 2 or like Twisted Metal, you know, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. And now you're slamming me with algebra? Like, what is this? <laughs> like, this should not be happening, you know? Yeah. So it, it was a mix. It was a mixed bag, you know? No, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to say Happy New Year's to you, Doug. Um, yeah, Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah. 2023. Yeah. 2023. Uh, how, how's it for you? Like, what are are you coming into yeah. the new year with a new mindset? Like, tell me, tell me about it. Do you, you know, get this? That? Is, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I think the last, like, five or six years, I always was like, new year, new me, man. Let's do it. Like, yeah. All right. And then by <laughs> probably March or April, I'm like, man, that January guy, he was so optimistic. And now, <laughs> you know, like he's in March and April and he's struggling, like he's barely getting by. And so this year, I think this is the first year in like five or six years where I'm kind of like, I'm trying to tame my expectations, you know? Interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah. In April, I'm going to Europe and I'm going to London, Paris, then Venice, then, you know, Florence and Rome, right? So it's okay. just like a whole trek. And as much as I'm excited to go do that stuff, have all the food, travel, see new people, use my Italian, like do all that stuff. There's also the like part of me that's like, what if something terrible happens? And then the back part of my mind is like, what is that terrible thing? Can you name it? Do you know what that is? And it's like, no, no, I'm just trying to scare myself. I think I don't I don't know what that is. And so it goes back to excitement. Right. And it kind of just gauges back and forth. And so, yeah, I'm trying to tame all expectations because I notice if you get too high or you think too negatively, mm -hmm. it's subverted either way. Like if it's an amazing trip, Dude, you yeah. had all these worries for no reason. And if it's an awful trip, you're going to be disappointed because you thought it was going to be great. And it wasn't. <laughs> it's just like, I'm trying to keep it at that mid level and just be like, hey, if it's icing, it's icing. If it's, you know, raisins in the oatmeal cookie, then it's freaking raisins. You're going to deal with it. All right. You're going to you're still going to be like, oh, well, got a cookie. at least, Right. Like, <laughs> it's no, for something. sure. I think um, whenever my mind starts racing about those things, I, I try to tell myself, just live in the moment, like be in the moment, whether good or yeah. bad, because, you know, it's all going to end up being how you perceive things and how you take, how you react to certain situations. Um, so no matter how much you can, I think I read this quote, it's like, no amount of thinking is going to change, you know, <laughs> whatever it is you're yeah. thinking about, right? And yeah. the hard truth sometimes, it's like, yeah. no, I can figure this out, I can you know identify every angle and all this stuff but really you know it might not even turn out the way you, th you thought it would be um yeah more often than not that's the case for me <laughs> I'm always see like, that's the thing i think it's I, for me i honestly point it back to sports i really do mm. uh basketball baseball football before a play happens you're trying to predict 
what you will do if the guy goes to the left or if, you know, something happens to the right or if I'm out in right field and this gets hit shallow and there's a guy at third, am I really going to try to gun him down at home or am I looking for, you know, the guy trying to run for a double pump fake and then throw it to second, get the last out. Like you're trying, you're running all these scenarios in your head Mm -hmm. of like what can happen and I know it's very timely. Like we just had that whole thing with the NFL going on. And I don't think anybody could have predicted what happened. Right. Yeah. Like nobody could have set up that scenario and been like, yeah, no, somebody's just going to fall over and the game's going to be suspended. It's like, what? <laughs> like Nobody can prepare you for that. And it's like this weird reality where it's, it's kind of like, I think that's why a lot of these big name athletes, it's so like jarring. It's so shocking is because it's like one minute, you're basically on top of the world. You're basically like, I'm going to play this game. I'm doing what I love to do. Here we go. And then the next minute, it's just like, I don't even know what to do now. Like that was the thing that just completely derailed everything. And it's one of those things, like you were saying, living in the moment is being maybe like grateful for more things that are around you or that we have like modern medicine that does a lot of crazy things. But then there's like the brain side. that's like, well, you know, what if that was me? Or like, what if that was a friend of mine? Or what if that was my teammate? Or what if, you know, and you play the what ifs over and over and over again. And yeah, it's hard. It's hard to stay present. And I was, I was shook. I was, yeah, uh, yeah. it's one of those things for me. Like, I don't know if I'm just becoming more emotional as I get older, dude, but like oh, definitely. <laughs> things, yeah, yeah. things hit my yeah. heartstrings, you know, a little bit more as, as I, mm-hmm. I feel like I get older. And that was one of those things. I'm, you know, I didn't actually see the play. I don't know if you were watching the game, but yeah, I just heard about it and I looked it up and then like, just, just, I think for me is when I see other people react and like I can just feel that mm-hmm. emotion from like somebody yep. with a blank stare on their face or so much concern for some reason that concern yeah. comes up in me I'm all like oh shit like this is super right. serious um, yeah. and uh, I just wanted to say the, the new Shanua show um, that I've seen or finished recently and I don't know if you've seen it but I feel like it's right up your, your alleyway um, The Bear on Hulu Maybe yeah you check yeah. it out Yes, love the bear. Yeah, oh my it. god, <laughs> love it. Yeah, and that that is a like anxiety roller coaster. I mean, that thing just like from start to finish, it does paint that area of life really, really well, and it also tells that story of being the person that's overwhelmed, right? Mm-hmm. Like him trying to take over that after his brother has you know basically not alived himself and you're trying to pick up the pieces like you're already emotional about that but you don't want this thing to fail and i just remember i always will remember the first episode the first scene where it's the dream sequence and he's walking across the bridge and there's just this bear in a cage <laughs> and then the cage door comes down and it's like one of those things, you know, they're trying to say a metaphor or they're trying to be symbolic about what's going on. Mm-hmm. But like I, I th- the thing that I took away from that, especially after finishing it, was everybody has that bear, that thing that just scares you to death. 
yet everybody else will tell you oh it's like a teddy bear it's cuddly it's this you know don't worry yeah sure it's like half a ton and it can crush you but don't let it crush you you'll do a great thing and do a great job but it's like it doesn't matter like to each person somebody's got that bear that just is intimidating it is overwhelming and you're just like i don't know how i'm gonna get around this like you know and correct me if i'm wrong um what the bear was in the cage right in that opening scene right and and it was unleashed or like something opened it and it was coming out right so it was always there and i guess maybe for carmy the the main character he was like you know it had it was contained until it got to that point of like how are you gonna deal with it as it comes out um yeah but yeah no it was a great series man um i started it like the first second and third episode and then i like let it sit in the back of my head for for months then i came back to it during uh this christmas break that that last episode too yeah the whole uh anytime there's a therapy scene in a in a movie tv show (laughs) it hits dude so yeah yeah he was just explaining the whole, the whole season pretty much up to that point right um and like i don't know i, th- I feel like in my life i know a few carmies i know a few richies i know mm-hmm. a few mikey's right uh so yeah. like i just thought about them too i'm like damn i wonder if they've seen this and like who do they relate to most um and if right. it is any one of those characters it's like yo like dude don't worry i'm, I'm with you like or yeah um when richie's like you're all i got and spoiler alert <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i was like oh dude that's yeah so heavy yeah um it yeah. is and and it's like you were saying that's like that's one of those things where i think you know whether you fall on the side of like just being a normal person and you're like dude everybody's got emotions everybody has a life that they're trying to get through and do their best that type of moment where yeah it's like you're all i got like that's it there's like this deep like pain because it's just like you know exactly what he's pointing towards but at the same time it is this connection of like i i can't just stop i can't just do the like this is what i've got and this is what you have to go through and it's one of those things like i think growing up uh your parents or somebody would say it's not always so black and white and you were just sitting there in your head like yeah it is yeah it's pretty black and white like i think i understand that and it was probably that way in your head and then you become an adult and i mean certain situations like that i i know i've ran into it here and there you know the the bittersweet right Mm -hmm. and you kind of get to those moments and every time all i can think is yeah this is that gray this is that thing right like you 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 want to be able to organize it perfectly into you know black or white i'm gonna you know oh well if you go to white you're gonna triumph over this and it's this great thing but then there, yeah man there's the black part where it's like yeah no uh this should knock you down and this should be pretty bad and humbling and not great <laughs> and you're gonna learn from it but it does take time like it's not gonna be something that's that easy and instead it's in that gray area and you don't know where to put it it's just there right for sure uh, yeah. I, um, I have those conversations with the kids i work with all the time you know they're in high school mm-hmm. so their black and white is right and wrong well this is right, right and this is wrong 
And man, like yeah. I always tell them, it's, there's always gonna be, as, as you get older, there's gonna be that gray area. Like, why is it black? I mean, why is it right or why is it wrong? Kind of thing. And you gotta think about those things and how like you, what choice you're gonna make in those situations. Cause yeah, yeah it's not always that way. And I don't get into those arguments with them or like those debates because I know just yeah. experience or like they say our brain isn't done developing at that time or you know they just haven't been in those situations where they can say no, actually you know there is more to the story than just what's right like I know some people's like what, what what's right is right what's wrong is wrong I don't know I don't know how you feel about that statement but uh, uh, it's see yeah tough. to me like <laughs> Yeah, right. It's one of those things like depends on your perspective, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's how it always is. It's and it's sad because basically what you're when you say that you're automatically instigating this thing of like you have to put yourself in someone else's shoes. Mm -hmm. And some people, they're not going to butt against that. They're like, no, no, no. I can't imagine what it's like to be in that person's shoes but let's be realistic here. I'm in my shoes and this is what my perspective tells me. And so it's like, yeah, okay. Like whatever, like, here's what you got to look through. And this is all the things. And so like you were saying, when somebody says like, right is right, wrong is wrong. I'm kind of like, yeah, sure. Like if it's, you know, if it's like the difference between like, oh, there's a kid being loud in a movie theater. Do you throw your popcorn at him or do you just tell him to quiet down? Well, we know which one is the right decision. You tell the kid to quiet down. But then there's other things where it's like, yeah, you're going to leave this job that has, you know, so much importance and you do all these things and it's community driven but the money sucks and then you've got this other job that like money's amazing you're gonna live great but yeah the importance of it probably not that high uh yeah you're not gonna get as much fulfillment out of it but guess what those around you you're gonna be able to shower them with financial gifts and all these things and so it's like which one is the wrong guy there which one is the right guy there because that's up to the person right what, what, i know what, it what is they it totally is yeah what they value and it's mm. it is hard it is very hard yeah. i got you uh, i got one more uh uh media thing i don't know if you've seen yeah. the, the whale the trailer for the uh, whale i've seen all the trailers yeah yeah i haven't Dude. watched the movie I almost feel like the, tra the, the most recent trailer was so good to me. I almost think the film yeah. is going to disappoint me because of how good the trailer was. <laughs> right. But yeah. Like, I think I've yeah. seen all I needed to see in the trailer. Um, but yeah, man, that line of like, I just want my life to mean something. Like I want, I want right. my, to know that I did something right with my life. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's yeah. what we're all striving for deep down inside. At least I hope. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the the thing that like the thing that blew my mind media wise when it comes to that kind of stuff, uh, there's a podcast called Revisionist History with Malcolm Gladwell mm -hmm. and everybody's got opinions on Gladwell. Like, that's fine. Um, but his he did an episode about basically, you know, how people are consistently like misjudging other people right like you've got this person that graduated from this high university understands three languages 
uh, very personable, very vocal, very face forward. Everybody knows who this person is. They're ambitious. They're all these things. Yet that gal was a CIA agent. And not only was she a CIA agent, but she was kind of like a double agent. And she was actually working for Cuba um, to basically be a spy. And it was kind of this thing where you have to ask the question, like, how does somebody that is that ambitious, vocal, all those things not get caught sooner? Like, how does that happen? And how did she trick all these people into thinking (laughs) that it's like, oh, she's just like, yeah, she's going to go to the CIA. Everything's great. But at the same time, you know, everybody looks down on that because it's like, oh, you're betraying this country. But on her end, it's like she has that perspective of Cuba, right? Mm -hmm. And growing up in harsh conditions, uh, growing up with your own style of whether you consider it propaganda or ideals, either way, there's that view. And it can change when you go somewhere else. But once you go somewhere else, you've already started and you feel like you're already halfway down the runway. You're just waiting for the plane to take off, right? Mm-hmm. And for her, it was like, yeah, the plane's gonna be grounded and I get caught or it's gonna fly. And I might be able to stay in America. I might be able to do different things, you know, but it's kind of crazy to think when somebody looks at their life perspective, kind of like with the whale, um, you just, you realize that everybody, literally everyone, has this thing that they find to be kind of their lighthouse, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's going to be that thing that I want to strive towards and do great things with, even if it's like unobtainable, right? Yeah, It's like, that's the thing that I want to go do. And so people are going to strive toward that, even if they, you know, they crash their boat in the rocks and it just sinks. They don't care. They're like, I was just trying to go towards that lighthouse. That's the only thing I cared about. So it's like, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm a deep, we'll deep in a little bit dig, uh, dig a little bit deeper on that one for you. Yeah. So as far as you know, we all have our lighthouses that we're trying to go towards. Yeah. How does that, like in my mind, I'm thinking, how does that affect my relationships with my friends, oh, yeah. family, my significant others? Just because the lighthouse might be different for all of us. Um. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's I think. You know, a lot of people have been challenging me as far as, you know, oh, what are you going to do with the podcast? What's the next steps? How are you going to make it grow and all this stuff? Um, and they're all pointing to like, you got to get a team. You got to find people that work for you or work with you yeah. to create this thing. And I'll tell them I ain't got money like that. I can't pay people. <laughs> right. So I'm hoping right. people just come to me and be like, yo, I really believe in what you're doing. Let me be a part. Your lighthouse is the same as my lighthouse. So can right. we do this together? I think that's a very difficult thing, man. Like I, it is. <laughs> it's hard, <laughs> very hard, because basically you both have to have that same dream, that same vision, and there's gonna be differences here and there. And yeah, it's it is difficult. I I will say in terms of like relationships and how people strive towards things. I know in my head, I used to think all the time, especially for my wife. I used to think, man, I want my wife to make a ton of money. I want to be a house husband who just 
is along for the ride. I can cook her amazing meals. I'll take care of pets. I'll do all the kids stuff because I'm going to enjoy that kind of stuff. Like, why not? That would, that sounds amazing. But at the same time, yeah, there's, there's that lighthouse in your head. That's kind of like, yeah, no, I really wanted to do food podcasting and talk about those things. I'm not going to be able to do that if I'm taking care of kids and I'm making the dinners all the time. If I'm doing all these things on top of, you know, basically upholding somebody else so they can make all the money because that is a job. I mean, that's a job period. So stay at home moms. I feel like everybody tries to calculate like how much they do. Right. Mm, When, when in reality, it's like, we all do pretty much as much as we can, (laughs) you know, like, I mean, if we could lift a freaking car, we would, but obviously you can just sit at the bumper and be (laughs) just like try and that's it. And I think that's pretty much everybody. I, you know, I've never run into somebody that has said with like a very serious face, uh, yeah, you know, I'm just a lazy piece of crap. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> you know, like when it comes to life, I just want to be bedridden and I just want to watch stuff. And yeah, I don't want to make money for anybody, not even myself. I don't want to do that. I don't, I also, definitely don't want to improve the lives of others that is not something i'm for like and it's like you're never gonna hear people say that and it's just i think it's that internal thing of some people will jokingly say like oh i'm so lazy i need to do this or that and it's like you're not lazy you're just you're overcrowded with so many obligations people have a lot of obligations right Mm, yeah yeah I don't know. Sometimes yeah. I think I'm just lazy, to be honest with you, man. Um, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> and we and we, you, like think about it. What is it? Lions in the that like it's like seventy five percent of their time is laying down in the shade. What are they thinking? Less about? than ten percent. <laughs> yeah, less than ten percent is hunting. The other like ten percent is mating, and then another like five or six percent is like playing with cubs or like trying to figure out where the next water hole is and so it's like oh the lion they have to conserve their energy and you're like hearing this stuff and it's like people don't look at stuff like that you know we don't sit there and we go oh man i i just worked a 10-hour shift uh gonna work a 10 tomorrow you know i think friday i think i'm gonna turn off all the lights in my apartment and just relax (laughs) Like that doesn't happen. We don't have that, you know? No, that's a trip. Cause in my mind, I'm thinking about it. If it's 75% for a lion, that means that's 18 hours of our day pretty much. Right? Like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just, just ch- laying like, around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You that's got normal. flies coming around. You don't even care. You're conserving energy. That's like the main thing you got to do. You just lay there and the, and the, what is it? The lioness, right? They're the more active ones. They're the ones that go out and hunt the most. They're the ones who make most of the noises. They hunt at night. They do, they hunt in packs of other lions, which is like this crazy thing. And yet, yeah, when we think of lion, we think of like MGM, right? We think of like the big main, you know, lion that's making this loud noise. When in reality, it's like, 
man, if you had to pick a lazy animal, 75% of your time you're laying in the shade or just laying down, I mean, that that's as close as I think you can get. But I don't think anybody, if they got, <laughs> they walked up to a lion would be like, you guys are so lazy. <laughs> I think that you're just, come on. Like, no, they would just go after you. And, <laughs> you know, it's like, they're just doing what they're doing. Like they know that life, right? Sure. And so sometimes it's hard, like you were saying, meshing two people's lives into what you're already doing or striving for. It 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 can be rough waters. It's it's tough. Yeah. I got you. Um, dog, I know we've just been freestyling. Um, well, yeah. I, I think you came on because you wanted to tackle on some more wheel questions. Totally. Uh, so totally. Let me hold that up. Let, I, I'll, yeah. sh- I'll show you some of the new effects we got. We're turning to oh, the yeah. Wheel of Fate. Um, yeah. We got it right there below. Here we go, man. Oh man, it goes fast at first. <laughs> Number, ooh, on my screen, ooh. it's right there at the line, but it's yeah, 20, it's right at the line. Twenty six, twenty six on my side. Yeah, um, let's do it. Twenty six is how would you have raised yourself? You know, if you were your parent for yourself, how yeah. would you done it? I've been learning a lot lately of where, basically, my parents, they. They, I, I'm saying this as nicely as I can because they were doing their best. For sure, for sure. But they did a lot of things incorrectly for a person like me. Um, I, I was talking to my wife the other day about it, how when I think of academics, sports, which when you're a kid, that's like the two main things you're doing <laughs> all the time. I was getting yelled at constantly. And I, when I was growing up, I thought in my head, like, oh, me getting yelled at, the coach cares, or the teacher, or my dad who didn't like the grades I was getting, like, that was a form of caring, and it was them trying to make you focus, right? Like, you need to redirect, this is what you need to do. Um, And now I'm at this point where I'm like... No, that like a majority of like my anxiety or negative self-talk or any of those things, it stems from that stuff. Uh, and it doesn't mean that they they purposely thought it would do those things. For sure. But it's more of like that is kind of what they were told. And so if I had to raise myself... I think the thing that I would try to do as often as I could is just, yeah, be the super soft-spoken, really nice abuela, right? Mm -hmm. Like, be that person that is always kind, that always declares, you know, your love for other people, especially family members, and always checking in on them. And if they make a mistake... You just kind of like roll your eyes and go, yeah, that's life. You know, things happen and you really just, you got to change these things. And I think I would have had more of that in my life because it was kind of the other way around (laughs) where it was like super loud. You need to redirect, refocus. Uh, And I think all that did was basically kind of throw blinders on in a way of like yeah you need to be like tunnel vision on this stuff 
And it was one of those things like you kind of come out of that haze when you're in your high school years as you're like, oh, what do I want to do? What are the things that I find interesting? This one kid who I meet in math class, for whatever reason, he enjoys, you know, Robert Marley and his music <laughs> that plays all the time. Like, maybe I should listen to good old Bob and figure out, you know, what I get out of that. And so you start kind of doing those things. And when I was doing those things, I think at first there was like this thing of like, you got to be hardcore at it. You got to like go full bore into whatever you like and just run with it. When in reality, it's like, yeah, you're kind of setting up the statues you're going to knock down later, right? Like if you say, I absolutely love this, 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 and then five, six years down the road, you're kind of like, yeah, that was kind of dumb. Like, I don't know why anybody was doing that. And you're like, oh yeah, I did. Like, we're doing that. And so, yeah, just being like, you can enjoy things just to enjoy things. You can sure. do that, right? Like, that's a thing you can do. And it's not that bad. And it will be fine. And yeah, just be kind to yourself. Like, life is very serious at times. But for the most part, it's very much you're just trying to get through and it's lighthearted and people do understand each other a lot more than we give them credit um but at the same time yeah there's some harsh stuff out there right you like, know what uh as far as understanding people right some of my favorite moments i think in my life has been when i met someone when we don't speak the same language we just make we had that realization of like this guy doesn't understand me <laughs> and right. then we just laugh it yeah. off like oh man what a predicament like <laughs> yeah um yeah, for sure oh, yeah and uh, totally i want to ask you what was one of those statues for you that you knocked down maybe that oh, you had as man. a high schooler and then you, yeah definitely uh probably like the like old style and i say old style and some people are gonna be like that's not that old but like <laughs> the 80s 90s rock scene somewhat of the alternative rock grunge in the 90s i was a huge kurt cobain fan massive loved him right loved the music loved the lyricism loved the you know all of it the architecture of what they had and i still do but I think that back when I was in high school and I've got the poster of Cobain and I got all the music going on, it was one of those things where I think at the time you kind of idolize this person and are like, yeah, they totally like changed music and yeah, they kind of did that bad thing at the end, but it's like they did all this stuff and it's like, no, 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 you do have to like, you have to deal with that bad stuff. Mm -hmm. And like people are very complicated and people do and say a lot of things that they either regret or they don't wholeheartedly believe in. And for Kurt Cobain, he only lived to 27. I can imagine all sorts of things this last year that I either did or said that I didn't like that I did or said. Right. Mm -hmm. So I can't imagine being that young, singing the music that he did and seeing how things played out that essentially you can grab his entire catalog of life and go, yeah, great guy. 
Like, no, it's like, and that was one of those statues that, like, you basically knocked down a little bit because, yeah, just my whole mindset had changed around kind of how Cobain was a bleeding heart. But at the same time, he did so many things that didn't help the bleeding, right? Like, it was one of those things, like, dude, you really think life is harsh and bad and whatever. Yeah, it's going to be really harsh and bad when you're dropping heroin all the time. Like, you're not helping yourself. You're not doing any of these things. Like, you know, you've got a, a girlfriend or a wife that also tours all the time. So you're by yourself. And you know you don't like being by yourself. You know that, you know, it's like there were all these things that he didn't exactly set himself up, I think, with the things that he truly wanted or liked, you know? I I think he kind of was along for the ride. And then the second he realized that the car had stopped, he was like, I hate where I'm at. And because of all those other factors, yeah it just it turned into this thing that was like yeah you're not doing yourself any favors with what's going on and And so and he was 27 right 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 yeah i can only imagine (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i i look back at 27 now and it's just kind of like i know it's not that much younger but i know that i probably between 29 to 31 those like kind of period of three years yeah nothing awful happened but i matured so much more in those years and i i don't know why it's probably different for everybody right like 27 to 29 or 32 to 35 like like everybody's got a different range but there's a certain range of years that just your eyes and kind of i would say tenderness right like you were saying i'm getting older so i'm becoming a softy and you're kind of like i understand these emotions and these things that are going on that the maturity of it all just ramps up so much more and you enjoy it and you're glad that you see those things uh but yeah your younger self is like man what a punk like he's not doing anything like he's just he's worried about this and that and you're like oh man you just wait till you get older like oh man yeah it's now, rough i think one of my favorite things about that 29 20 30 to 31 age range um that i was realizing what was really what i was about um uh, what i yeah. felt like was for me uh, versus like trying to, i think i was done trying to try everything and then be like okay not not saying that i'm not open to new experiences and doing new things it's just more so i think i, I have more definitive lines of like yeah that I'll, i'm trying to think of an example but i think even though i still like festivals and all that i don't know if i could do that or like i unless it was something that was like i'm going with a big group of friends we're going to be doing a festival show right in my yeah. mind like i don't know if you ever heard of so far sounds yeah you yeah. have so far sounds yeah Sick. yeah so i don't know if you've been to one but i, I went to one recently i've never been to one no uh, but I, I definitely have heard of it yeah. yeah so i went to one and i was like this is all me man like I, if, if yeah. i could only go to these kind of concerts versus you know festival concerts i'd be like i'd be happy um but yeah so stuff like that is just things are becoming and i think that's what happens the older you get and that's why i think a lot yeah. of older folks 
um you know you might think they're uh a lot of people might be like oh they're closed-minded or they they're not you know fun and i'm like now they just know what they like and i'm cool with that because i think i'm getting to that point too uh but yeah so yeah it's finding the older folks that's that somewhat fall in the same categories that you like right and you realize that they've got like the history to back it up and you're kind of like dang that's impressive like wow uh my only event where that was like definitely the case i won tickets to gordon lightfoot uh yeah yeah it was it was part of eugene weekly uh up here in oregon and they're like comment on blah 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 and we'll get you tickets and i thought oh i'll do this i'll get tickets for like me and my dad to go because i knew my growing up my dad had like a couple of his cds Mm -hmm. i thought yeah that could be like a bucket list item you want to see gordon lightfoot like whatever and so i get them and my dad's like yeah i'm gonna be gone like i'm not (laughs) like i can't go to this concert so it was me and my girlfriend at the time so my wife and we go to this gordon lightfoot concert and of course everybody right the average age i mean you're talking like late 50s 60s 70 years old and there's me and my wife in our 20s like just sitting there and i like gordon lightfoot i like listening to it i like seeing but man he was like in between sets he's talking about different tours that he did and like what was going on like how these songs came to be and then you realize like the dude was i think he's like he's either almost 80 or he is 80 and he's touring like that (laughs) and i'm just like this dude, this Canadian is nuts. Like he's just going, he's touring like crazy. He was a seventies, early eighties folks music, like icon. And you kind of gain that appreciation just by sitting there. It's like, yeah, this guy's storied. Like this guy has a lot in his book, right? Like that book of life. Yeah, they've got a lot. And you just kind of have to sit in awe about some of those things. And who knows? I bet you anything next week, he's going to say something really horrid in the news. And I'm going to be like, yeah, I don't like Gordon Lightfoot. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but as of now, uh, yeah, that crazy good musician dude who's like, how are you still touring at this age? Like, wow, it's amazing. You know? Got you. Yeah. I was going to say, back to, you know, how would you rate yourself? Um, yeah. Do you think, have you ever had that conversation with your parents and do you feel like they might have real, made these realizations themselves? I don't think they made the realizations themselves, but gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, I don't even think that they like, I don't want to say that they don't believe what I say. I think they're more like, yeah, that was your perspective. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, I'm sorry you felt that way. And I'm like, well, that's what kind of matters <laughs> like, I, you know but at the same time uh i think they're I, like i said i i think that i do see it from their point of view of like yeah. we have this child they're doing things kind of the way that we want them done but not really and so we need to get this back on track like what is going on here and it's not because they're controlling it's not because they're like just worried about outside perspectives and you know like your reputation is everything no i i think they genuinely were like 
I, I love this child and I know that it's going to be hard for them if they don't do some of these things. Like, sure. and I don't want to be the one sitting there basically just going, yeah, it's rough, isn't it? Like, you, <laughs> as a parent, I think you don't like being the person that said, I told you so, right? I got you. you want to be the person that said, hey, remember, I warned you about that right mm -hmm. like you and so i'm glad you avoided that disaster right For sure. but yeah being the parent that's like yeah i told you so uh yeah it's not really doing your job just saying it and letting it go by you have to be able to say like i helped them take the right action i helped them try but at the same time you kind of have to leave your hands off the reins right so it's like you can tell them all you want but if they make that mistake you just need to be the good parent that sits at the end and just goes, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll help you lick your wounds and you'll go back to do whatever. Because saying I told you so, it doesn't do anything. It, no. <laughs> it's like, oh. It's rough, man. It's rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just just a heads up, man. We have about eight or so minutes left in the pod. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, this was great. And I hope you just yeah. enjoy your time speaking to me. We just, you know, totally. talk, talk about the we shoot the shit right that's what they say yeah um, yeah any we questions play conversational jazz <laughs> oh yeah. shoot my my, my yeah. lights turned off let me just turn this back on real quick. oh do it do it <laughs> i gotta figure that out that's been happening and i would hate for that to happen in like you know crazier yeah. scenario yeah. but uh i've been trying this new thing called 34 answers um, so uh -huh. if you could help me out, maybe shoot me a question that I can answer. I could put, sure. put it on that thing. Um, yeah. any questions? For so, me? yeah. Uh, what do you think altered the course of your life the most the in a most. good way or a bad way? Either way. Yeah. 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 Um, so many right <laughs> right you do uh, you start thinking of all these different things and it's i have yeah. to i have to kind of be aware of like where i think my life was headed and how that was changed right yeah. um i want to say well let me give you one i don't know if you when applying for colleges there's like these prompts right they tell you um what's been the biggest thing in your life or like what's your greatest accomplishment or something like that i think there's a similar question to this a long time ago right um and i hate to bring it up because i i doubt the person's going to listen to this but um there was like a really big crush i had like you know sixth grade whatever um yeah. and she rejected me at the time and for some reason i took it so hard and i was like yeah my world is yeah. over and all these things man and at that time i was like you know a carefree kid or whatever um i think it was also the same year my grandfather passed away which i wasn't close with him so when we went to the funeral i had fell fallen asleep and i was hella like thinking about like i must be a terrible person for falling asleep at my grandfather's funeral um, and like, you know, trying to make these excuses that how bad of a person I was. And I was, it was almost super like affirmed when that girl rejected me. So yeah. I was like, I fell into this like 
very um i don't know what was called but a lot of self-pity and self-loathing came up from that because you know? that was yep. the only thing i could think about um so i don't know i think a little bit of part of it was that was a life-altering moment because I spent the next six years in self-pity mode and self-loathing mode. I wasn't really looking at the opportunities and chances. Like I was fine in front of people, but I held that for so long. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying it was her fault or my, you know my grandfather's funeral fault. I feel like anything could have triggered that, and maybe I was just right. like ready to be in that mode because teenage angst, right? <laughs> I was like yep. around that time. Um, yeah. So yeah, I would say that's one of them. And I would, another one, oh, even bigger. And this, <laughs> this, this one I've thought about a lot, unfortunately. Um, but in high school, one of my teachers, my pre-calc teacher, junior year, his, pa his dad passed away. He was from Algeria, I believe. So oh, wow. he, he was gone and he was gone for like seven months out of the nine months we're in school. Um, and I lost so much foundation from, from that just because up to that point, I had been pretty good with like schoolwork and I was still pretty yeah. good except math. And like math for me at the time was always like, I need to learn what happens in class so I can just practice with the homework and just keep doing it, doing it until like it sticks in my head. Um, but for pre-calc, <laughs> he wasn't there to teach us. We had a sub for the seven months that let us play Monopoly all the time. Um, which you know, no bashing yeah. sub either. Like, right? That yeah. was his job, was just to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that one super altered my life because then when senior year came, um, I wasn't in calculus, uh, and like my drive in for math was just pretty much gone because I had missed like such a, a building block pretty much. And yeah. I mean, I got A's in that just because there was a sub who was like, oh, respectful kid, sure, A. <laughs> uh, right, and, right. He shows up. He doesn't disrupt anything. He's, he's great. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. And I remember I was part of this, like, academic program in the summer, too. So between junior and senior year, uh, there was this point where, like, they were oh, you took pre-calc in your junior year. You must be good enough for this math class. And I was not. <laughs> I, I remember the teacher was like, um, are you getting this? Like, are, are you picking up like where you had left off and all this stuff? And I told him, like, this is my situation. Uh, and he was like, oh, I see. But he couldn't help me in the six weeks in the summer to like get back to where right. I was supposed to be at. So anyways, I think that altered my life a lot because if I hadn't, maybe I would I would would have still loved math and I still would have been like really into <laughs> calculus yeah. and everything that comes after that. Um, but yeah, so after that, it was just like, well, I remember senior year, they were like, uh, do you want to take calculus or do you want what do we what do you want to do? Because my grades were so good. They were like, choose a class. And I'm like, let me go back to geometry because I still understand that. And maybe I could just be a TA or something which they yeah. let me um and that was the end of my like math career i would say uh, yeah but yeah so see those, those two things yeah you, you had a you had a pretty okay math career man <laughs> you may you may feel like you fell short but i i tell you what yeah i that's better than mine man uh, oh my god <laughs> yeah here's here's a fun fact uh so i went to three different community colleges before mm. I got to the University of Oregon and at all three of those institutions, I took college algebra uh, 
And I took the class college algebra, a total of six, six times. I did not pass it a single time. Gotcha, not dog. a single time did I pass it. And I'm not kidding. I It was like the third or fourth time where I didn't, you know, I didn't make it. I was like at a D minus and they're like, Devin, this isn't passing. Like, you're going to have to like retake the Like, you're trying to get a transfer degree. This is like the easiest thing we've got. Like, I don't know what to tell you. And they're like, I just noticed looking at like high school transcripts and stuff. Like you were in some honors classes. Like what's going on here? And I, I tried telling them, I'm like, you know, I just, I don't know, man. I, I can't get passion for it. I just can't like it's it's out it's gone and so i do the homework i go through everything i feel like i know it and i kid you not you give me that test and i feel like you're asking me trick questions like that's what it feels like it feels like i don't know anything like what happened and i'm like so i feel like i'm just going through the motions and i'm not passionate about it and so it's just gone it's out of my mind and uh i just remembered that they were like they said something to the extent of like well math is like a universal language and i remember them thinking like by looking at their face and everything that they thought that was like this awe-inspiring thing like this kid's gonna walk out of here and say oh captain my captain like he's gonna be like all about it (laughs) yeah yeah he's gonna be all about this math stuff and I just remember thinking in my head, like, I need the, like, Neil deGrasse Tyson of college algebra. Like, I need somebody to drop knowledge bombs of, like, how this is going to impact my life. And I'm not kidding. College algebra. I have never done anything. I, to, just to throw this out there, won't give my specific title, but I work for the federal government. Never have I It hasn't happened. It has not (laughs) happened. Not a single time. And then it was like the fifth or sixth teacher. They said, so to get into community college, you had to pass a certain amount of like math courses. What courses were those? And so I I told them, you know, I'm like, yeah, I, I took like algebra one. I took, you know, chemistry. I took geometry. They're like, did you do stats? I'm like, no, I didn't do stats. Uh, I was in physics and they're like, what do you mean you was, you were in physics? I'm like, yeah, I passed that class and I don't know how, like, I don't know how that happened. And they're like, okay. And then what? And I was like, oh, and I took algebra two. And they're like, usually if you pass algebra two, you don't have to take college algebra. Like, why are you taking college algebra if you passed algebra two? And I was like, I I don't know, like, you know, and then I realized in the back of my head, I was like, that was the class that halfway through I transferred to intermediate algebra. Like I never finished algebra two. And so it was like them reminding me like, yeah, no, you like, you abandoned ship. (laughs) You knew (laughs) you weren't going to pass this and you abandoned ship. Like you were out of there. And I was like, oh yeah. Like it was even back then, like I just, I was out and I honestly look back at it and I'm like, yeah, passion is a big thing. If you lose any type of drive or passion in a particular subject, 
I think as like a parent or maybe another teacher, you gotta be able, like if some kid says, I hate science, you gotta be able to be like, I can understand that. I understand your qualms with it, but can I tell you how like crazy some of these things in science is, right? Mm -hmm. Like I can tell you what you can use this for and it's gonna be amazing. And so same thing with like math, it's like, you realize most coding, most anything. Now we've got AI, right? We've got Chad GPT and all this stuff going on. <laughs> like there is a ton of science and mathematics being used. And it's because they're the hardest subjects for a lot of people. They are, man. But yeah. And it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, you got to have passion for that. Instead, I was like very passionate about, you know, English and the writing and what people were saying and then definitely more creative stuff right so like arts and all that kind of stuff and yet yeah I when it comes to like actual jobs and doing stuff I've always done analytical jobs and all this stuff because that's what gets paid right mm. and at the same time I'm kind of like yeah I'm a creative more of a creative person I kind of like what you, it's like if I'm talking to somebody about taxes or if I'm talking to somebody about, you know, different, you know, registration codes and all these other things, I can do it and I can go through it. And everybody's like, man, you know, this stuff like the back of your hand. But at the at the same time, my brain's like, yeah, I'm just going through the motions, man. Like the stuff that I find to be difficult is kind of like this podcasting stuff, right? Like you have a light go out and you're like, oh dang, like what am I doing? And you have to like update that or your camera's not working or you're trying to research a subject that you thought was going to be really easy and it's like insanely difficult. You're not able to find anything. Uh, a great example, I was researching tonight, uh, Indonesia, right? I always heard of Indonesia. I know some of their foods. I did not realize that it is 277 million people. To Indonesia? In Indonesia, out of all those islands, everything, 277 million. That's the US back in like 1980, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just, I, I, my mind was just like, like, you're kidding me, right? Like, I knew it was a ton of islands. I knew it was all these things, but I'm just like, oh my gosh. And so I thought it was going to be really difficult to research this stuff. Dude, Indonesia, they they got 270 million people. Like, there is so much stuff about Indonesia, whether it's the culture, the food, famous people, politics, whatever it may be. And that was like the opposite side of that, right? Where I'm kind of like, I'm not really looking forward to this. And I found the passion part of it where I was like, oh, Indonesia's like actually, especially population wise, very similar in size to the US not too long ago. Like yeah. that is crazy to me. Like how does a country like that operate today? and just a smaller capacity because even land area right like they've got all these islands it's split up it's and so it's yeah. just yeah it's like how do they do that stuff like dang and so i'm looking at all this stuff and you realize they're like trendsetters for malaysia 
and some stuff in the Philippines and then the Philippines interacts with them and then Singapore, they transfer stuff over. It's like, oh, dang. And you just realize like there is this whole other world on the other side and those people are like they are doing some of the same like mental evaluations that we do right for sure like what's a dish that my mom or my grandma used to make that i can make right now that's just gonna be comforting that's gonna be that thing that hits the spot and what what can i make for a prospective you know boyfriend girlfriend that is going to impress them but also be you know something unique and it's like what does an indonesian think is unique mm-hmm. right because yeah. all their food i find it very unique <laughs> right but i'm just a white american dude that's like well i grew up on casserole and hamburgers like yeah. you know and so it's like they might look at some casseroles and be like that's crazy that's unique i'll make tater tot sure. casserole like what is a tater tot and it's like oh it's from Orida. like you know blah, 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 and you start talking about it and so that is crazy it's just like this world is it's interactive it's crazy and as long as you can find passion in those things uh follow that passion line whatever it is uh just make sure it's not uh directed in like hatred uh and that kind of thing right yeah Yeah, anger yeah don't it's got to be passion and enlightenment right in a way um but yeah that's those things but yeah understood with the 34 answers man Yeah. yeah Yeah. I know. I appreciate Those you asking. Change it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's gonna. I'm sure it's gonna come up. And yeah, for the folks out there, if you haven't seen the other social page, it is 34 answers. I don't know how I'm gonna do it yet, man. To be honest, because I, yeah. I, I don't really like, you know, setting up, uh, you know, selfie stuff or. Basically, right. it's gonna be you. You. I'm gonna cut this little video of you asking me that question, just so it could be both of us on on the screen at the same time. There you go. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting over that as well, man. <laughs> I'm trying to be more like uh, just face forward, like present, and what's going on, because people like that. I don't personally, but people like that, and it's kind of like. Is that what the social media stuff is? Like, you guys really want to see me? Yeah. just me like i i don't know man and so i've been like messing with ai videos and they do different things and you know it's like oh that's pretty cool like i find it super cool but at the same time like somebody else is just like where's the food what is this like blah, blah, blah. and you're like oh no like here we go like, yeah. yeah i, th- I think yeah, uh, let's we can touch base in in a couple months or so and see how yeah. it's working out for us in this new 2023 right? year um, yeah but yeah and man. twitter they're just <laughs> yeah we'll see who, we'll see who gets it who who gets yeah. it from elon because i don't think elon's gonna hold it forever unless i don't think he will either yeah, i think he's kind of yeah he's gonna give someone a chance he's, to fix it <laughs> fix it yeah Hopefully. Hopefully. like oh man i and it, what's crazy is i used to kind of like scoff at people that would say like Twitter is so important. And I used to be like, no, it's not. Like people post stupid stuff all across that. But at the same time, you have to think of, like I said, the world, right? International community. Yeah. They use Twitter for communications on a lot of stuff that would probably just be swept under the rug. 
and it's just like when somebody like that comes in and they're like i'm gonna change everything i'm gonna do all this stuff and i'm gonna it's like you're basically grabbing some of those communities and just saying like yeah this isn't your platform anymore you're like oh well how am i supposed to get this out there now like it's yeah yeah it's yeah it's crazy and it's one of those things like i don't know i'm not a social media manager i dabble instagram facebook you know tiktok all that good stuff uh but there's like a part of me i bet there's somebody out there that is not a professor right like they're like somebody who's in the inner workings of like social media stuff yeah i bet they can do an interview and talk about it and be like i'm gonna blow your mind with the stats on this stuff and they just start going in and that might fuel people to actually take it fairly seriously like you can't just let anybody run these organizations like you gotta watch what you're doing and you know that kind of thing but yeah otherwise i just sit back and i watch memes and I see everything going on and yeah, some of it is really funny and some of it, I don't understand it. And then some of it I'm like, oh yeah, I used to like follow this random account and now, yeah, they're just like crazy. So you never know, you know, it's crazy how the world turns, you know? I know, man. And uh, it'll it'll keep on turning uh, regardless if we stop or not. But uh, yeah, man, I want to thank you again for stopping by. Um, We unfortunately reached the end of our podcast this time around yeah. um but uh yeah thank you for coming by i want to thank uh your folks too you know we're not trying to yeah. bash our folks or anything we just no. like, like to talk about them um i love my folks my mom she she just retired oh, yeah congratulate my pops is, yeah my pops doing oh, is the same he retired thing. in march yeah. in march he's gonna do it so march yeah oh, so man. he's excited um yeah and uh, what else? I wanted to thank, um, you know, our educators, you know, and we're not dissing yeah. y'all either. Um, and then, oh, yeah. And also, we, we try not to put too much weight on one one part of our life or anything, because, you know, it yeah. does alter our lives, no, no doubt. But that doesn't mean all these other choices and events in our lives right. hasn't altered our lives in a good way or bad way. Um, yeah. And yeah. So thank you, Devin. Anyone listening on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, thank you for your time as well. Uh, yeah. Remember to reach out, reach forward. As always, much love. And we'll catch you guys yeah. next time on 34 Absolutely. Questions. You got anything for everybody? Good. Do I got anything? Uh, the only thing I can say, uh, listen to Culinary Combo. We, yes. we, I do episodes every Monday, Thursday. Uh, I've got all sorts of stuff going on starting a patreon now that's kind of a new thing that's new, yeah man. that's new huh? dude yeah it's that's crazy you, yeah. You, right yeah i was gonna say people can go on as, as little as like three bucks uh then i've got an advertising tier for like 20 bucks because i'm like 20 bucks a month 240 a year and you just do an ad and you know, all this stuff i do a newsletter all sorts of stuff it's and a lot of hard work please support this guy it's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of hard work I, yeah yeah and so it's just one of those things enjoy it listen to it when you can i'm not looking for bingers that are just like rattling off a ton of listens and then just gone for weeks on end but at the same time if that's the way you go that's the way you go i'm not holding you back do it got you yeah Um, but yeah that's all i got and as always much love love is what the world needs always yeah 
Can you uh, finish it off with a with a piece for me? A piece. Yeah. Like, like just. But like, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Oh yeah yeah yeah, and we will catch everybody next time on Thirty Four Questions. Peace. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That one. Um, yeah. And it fades out from there, man.